Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, June 14th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C at DraftKings. There are no commitments whatsoever. Pick your sport, draft the lineup, and win cash prizes. Sign up right now and play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PIC. Again, that's P-I-C at DraftKings.com. And the U.S. Open is currently underway Everybody is looking out for Tiger Woods. You know, I feel like a lot of people in the golf world think this is going to be a big tournament for Tiger Woods. He does not tee off until around 2 o'clock on this Thursday, June 14th. And uh, I'm recording this on Thursday morning. So as I'm recording this, Tiger Woods is not teed off yet. But um, because the U.S. Open is already underway, that doesn't mean you can't participate in a DraftKings tournament for the U.S. Open this week. And in fact, DraftKings has a new contest called the Single Round Showdown in Golf. You pick six golfers, and you can do it for round two. All right, you missed the whole tournament, you missed round one. Here's what you can do. You can pick six golfers before Friday morning at 6.45 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can get involved in the single round showdown. And they do have a $3 game. So you can still play for free with your first deposit with my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. So uh, do it right now. DraftKings.com. Put it in. The single round showdown. And they will have more golf contests for the U.S. Open all weekend long. So make sure you download the DraftKings app. And again, the promo code to play for free with your first deposit is PIC. P. I see. And speaking of my promo code, you can also use it to get a discount on golf balls. Father's Day is this Sunday, but by the time you make this order, you might not be able to get them to your father in time. Uh, It could still be a delayed Father's Day gift, right? You could still give them some golf balls after the fact, but maybe you're looking for golf balls for yourself now. Maybe you've already done your Father's Day shopping, and now the rest of the summer, you are going to focus on on your own golf purchases. Well, go to golfballmonkey.com right now to get the best deal on golf balls that you're going to find anywhere in the world. I promise you that. And you can use promo code PIC, P-I-C, to get 5% off any order and get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Again, the website is golfballmonkey.com. If you've never heard of it before, if you've never listened to me give the read before, let me just give you a little breakdown of, of what this is. Golf Ball Monkey sells premium, slightly used golf balls at a discounted rate. And I know what you're thinking. Used golf balls? Really, Danny? That's what you're trying to sell me right now? Well, hold on a minute. Think about this. How many times have you opened a brand new box of balls, taken one out, put it on a tee, hit it once, and lost it? And just lost it in the woods, in the water, wherever. You've done that a lot, right? I know you have, and I have too. And the beauty of that is, You only hit it once, so it's not like it's a ball that's all banged up, especially if it's only in the woods, but it doesn't matter. Even if it's in the water, Golf Ball Monkey, they go find that ball, and they make sure that it's good as new because, honestly, it is good as new. And what they do is they harvest these balls, and they sell them to wholesalers, retailers, 
And then people like me and you, they have Titleist, Callaway, Nike, Pinnacle, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, and more. And you can literally get five dozen balls for 60 bucks. That's 60 balls for 60 bucks. And again, I know they say used, but I'm holding one right now, and they might as well be brand new. And uh, Father's Day, if you if you missed out on getting your Father's Day gift at Golf Ball Monkey, then here's what you do the rest of the summer. Treat yourself, load up on golf balls, and do it right now at GolfBallMonkey.com and use promo code PIC, P-I-C, to get an even bigger discount. Swing for less the rest of the summer with Golf Ball Monkey. Welcome to the show, Thursday, June 14th. I have to come in now, because it's summer and because the weather is getting hot, I have to record these shows very early in the morning, because we do not have proper air ventilation in this studio, and if you've listened to this show uh, in, in previous summers, you know, if I'm not recording this thing early, before the sun really starts blasting into these windows on Granite Ave in Dorchester, then... Uh, it's almost impossible to breathe in here. And and sometimes I have to take a microphone and just go out to the parking lot at Beantown and just sit in a beach chair in the sun. I mean, that's that's not a terrible idea. It's just there's a lot of noise out there. And to be quite honest with you, I don't really feel like talking to anybody that I don't want to talk to while I'm recording the show, if that makes sense, right? Uh, what do I always say? Uh, you know, a day in which I can talk to one less person out in the street is a good day. Is, is a better day than the day before. So certainly, when I want to record the podcast, I don't want anybody just randomly coming up to me and trying to engage in a conversation. That's not really what I want to do. So um, I like recording in this studio. It's a state-of-the-art studio. If you're an air-conditioned service out there and you'd like to get some free advertisements and, and, and just give me some cool air in here. I mean, I don't even have a fan. Maybe that would help. Maybe I should go buy a fan. Maybe that's what I should do. I should go buy a fan. That's pr- you know what? I'm probably going to do that. I'll go buy a fan. But still, it's just the noise that comes along with the fan. On top of not having AC in here, we don't have a proper ventilation system. So there's no air even coming in. I, it's tough to breathe. That's why I have to come in and record these podcasts early, and that's what I'm doing today. So let's get to it. Why waste any time and wait until the sun does blast in here? And, uh, you know, I'll have to be taking my shirt off during the show because I can't, I just can't breathe. I'm sweating all over the place. Let's not get to that point. So let's get to the show. I think the top story today on this podcast, I wrote it in my column that's in today's Boston Metro in print. It was posted online last night. I tweeted it out. Follow me on Twitter at Danny Picard. The story to me right now in this town. You know, the fact that there's no more NBA playoffs, there's no more Stanley Cup playoffs. The Patriots, they canceled their last couple days of OTAs. I'm not going to make too much about that. You know, get now it's like, get me to, to, to training camp, right? Get me to the season, but don't come too fast because that means the summer is over. So really, the only thing we got going on right now is Red Sox baseball. And I won't lie to you, I'm not all in on that yet either. So... When I see a press conference this week that has Kyrie Irving answering questions about his contract situation, I think, the at least to me, the antennas go up. And when you do log on to social media and you go on the internet, you see that a lot of Celtics fans' antennas went up on this one, too. But, um, and I have some audio that I'm going to play. Kyrie Irving, he spoke to the media on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday of this week, and I I don't even think the purpose of the press conference was to take basketball questions, but obviously those are going to come. 
the purpose was to promote his new movie, right? Uncle Drew? Is that what it is? Where Kyrie Irving dresses up like an old dude and plays hoop out in the street? Is anybody going to see that? I mean, I'm not going to see it. I guess it's for the kids. Fine. It's a a good kids movie, maybe. You know, it's not Space Jam. So, it... Uh, you know, they're going to have some humorous parts, I would assume. But how, how humorous are they going to be? How funny of a person is Kyrie Irving, actually? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. He doesn't strike me as this very entertaining cat. He doesn't. Um, how good is Uncle Drew going to be? I don't know. I'm not going to see it, so I'll have to trust the reviews on that one. But if I had to take a guess... I would think that it's not going to be that good. But he's promoting the movie. Hey, if he wants to come on this show and promote the movie, fine. But I get news for him. I I would still ask him questions about his basketball future because I find his answers to those questions to be a little concerning. I do. I I find the answers to Kyrie Ir- I find Kyrie Irving's answers to these questions about his contract situation and his future as a Boston Celtic, I do find them to be a little concerning. They are concerning to me. And and you know, you go to social media, you go on the internet, and you'll have these Celtic social media assassins coming out and they are just letting you know that it would be a stupid idea for Kyrie Irving to sign an extension with the Celtics this summer. It would be stupid from a financial perspective. It wouldn't make any sense whatsoever because he can make more money if he signs an extension next summer. He can make more money next summer than he would be able to under the current NBA salary structure right now, right? You know, you got the the TV revenue is going to increase next year. And just just the, the NBA salary structure in general, by way of the NBA salary rules, Kyrie Irving can make more money, much more money, if he signs something next summer than he would if he signed something right now with the Celtics. Okay, I get it. I get it. You can stop tweeting about it. You can stop trying to yell and scream about it and try to tell me, I get it. Enough. I understand the situation. I understand that it would be smart for Kyrie Irving to wait until next summer to sign an extension with the Celtics. You don't need to keep telling me that. We get it. We're not idiots. Okay? But to me, there is a major difference between Kyrie Irving's situation with the Celtics and a situation with a player who would be able to make more money next summer that I don't know, was either signed originally by the team that he's on right now or drafted by the team that he's on right now. The Kyrie Irving situation is different. Don't tell me it's not. Do you need me to go back in the archives and remind you as to what went down with Kyrie Irving last summer? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We'll get back into the contract, and I have the audio of Kyrie Irving earlier this week, but let me ask you this. Last summer, when Kyrie Irving got traded to the Celtics, do you remember where you were? I do. I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. I remember who told me. I remember what I was doing when they told me exactly. That's one of those trades. You. That's one of those you remember where you were trades. One of those you, rem- you will always remember where you were moves. And I remember where I was when... Kyrie Irving was traded to the Celtics. I was playing street hockey down Gavi Park. It was me, Pete, Joey T. If you, if you watch my my YouTube series, 363 Off the Air, you know who Pete and Joey T are. 
If you haven't, go watch it and go subscribe, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. We were playing street hockey down Garvey Park, right down the street here in Dorchester. I, it, was a, it was a Tuesday night. I'm being dead serious. It must have been a Tuesday night because we were playing on Tuesday nights. That's what we were doing last summer. And um, we had just finished, I think it was probably around 5.30, 6 o'clock. You know what? And it was late in the summer, too. Like, it was late in the summer. And, um, you know, maybe it was like 6.30. I don't know. But the sun was going down a little bit. And we were done playing. We were sitting outside of the street hockey court. And somebody was on their phone. You know, we were having a couple drinks. Somebody was on their phone and said, holy shit. The Celtics just traded for Kyrie Irving. And... It was, a, it was a shocking bit of news to me because we had talked about Kyrie up until that point. I had talked about him on this show. We had talked about the trade rumors. We had talked about Kyrie Irving demanding a trade from the Cavaliers. We talked about the list of teams that he gave the Cavaliers that he would that he would go to. Now, I don't even think he didn't have a no trade, a full no trade clause, right? So he he couldn't necessarily dictate those terms, but he still gave the Cavaliers a list of, of teams anyways. And I talked about it on this show, and I said the... I told you, going leading up to that trade, I said there is no way that the Celtics are going to trade for Kyrie Irving. This just, I told you, it's not going to happen. I just, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was realistic. I, I didn't, based on the way Isaiah Thomas had played, you know, based on all the stuff we had talked about with Isaiah Thomas, based on the fact that the Celtics had another Brooklyn pick. Um, you know, I just, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought. I just didn't think the Cavaliers, the Celtics would work something out. There were a lot of reasons why I didn't think it was going to happen. And um, so when I heard the news that Kyrie Irving was traded to the Celtics, I was shocked. And it's one of those, remember where you were, trades. I remember where it was. And I was sort of, you know, in awe of the trade. And I came in here, recorded a podcast right after. It's somewhere in the archives. And I, I, I told you... It, it's, a, it's a move you had to make if you're Danny Ainge. If this thing, if the Cavaliers were serious about making it, it's a move you had to make. And, um, you know, based on Isaiah Thomas's contract situation, based on Kyrie Irving's age, he was a younger player, and he had more years left on his contract than Isaiah Thomas, I decided it was a no-brainer. No-brainer for Danny Ainge. No-brainer for the Celtics. You take, you take Kyrie Irving, and you make that trade. I just never thought something like that would be realistic. You know, giving up Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, the Brooklyn pick. I I didn't think that was going to happen. I really did not think that was going to be a realistic trade to make. So um, when they made it, I was in shock. But I, I also nodded my head in approval and said, oh, yeah, this is a great move for the Celtics. Great move for the Celtics. And if, it, if you were the Cavaliers, you know, I, I think you probably would have preferred to keep Kyrie Irving. But if he was disgruntled and he wanted out, for whatever reason he wanted out, I think the key to that trade was that Brooklyn pick for for the Cavaliers. Now, it didn't necessarily work out, I think, the way they would have hoped. But I think if you're Cleveland with a disgruntled player, you know, I, I don't know that, that you regret that move. But the Celtics acquired Kyrie Irving in a trade. And you all remember where you were when that trade was made. And there was a shock factor, you know, because there was a shock factor that came along with it. And I think most of us... I think most people agreed with the trade, nodded their head in approval like me. That's a good move. And 
Kyrie Irving played his first season with the Celtics this year. It didn't end the way he wanted it to. It ended with him on the sideline. He had multiple knee surgeries at the end of the year. And, um, you know, it, it, it didn't end the way we thought it was going to end with him this season. But now Kyrie Irving's contract gets, gets interesting. He has one year left on his deal this coming season, next season. And then he can opt out after this coming season. He can opt out of his deal next summer and become a free agent. But he can opt in if he wants and do another year with the Celtics. So if Kyrie Irving really wanted to, he could do two more years with the Celtics. But as I mentioned, and as all the Celtics social media assassins have mentioned to you, Kyrie Irving could make more by signing an extension next summer. Under the current NBA salary structure, he can make more next summer with an extension than signing it this summer. We get it. We get it. But I'm here to tell you it's different. It's different because Kyrie Irving is somebody that you didn't dra- you didn't draft Kyrie Irving. You didn't sign him as a free agent. You traded for him. And you traded for him with, you know, when you when you factor in the opt out, really could only spend 2 years with your organization and you gave up a lot to get him. You gave up that Brooklyn pick. You gave up Isaiah Thomas. You gave up Jay Crowder, who I know some people maybe didn't like him in this town, and I was, you know, there were times I didn't like him either, but he could, he could have helped you out this year in the playoffs. Could he have not? Could have helped you out. So you gave up a lot to get Kyrie Irving. And when you give up a lot to get Kyrie Irving, I think you have to look at that trade if you're Danny Ainge as a, you, you're a businessman at that point. This is a business. And um, you have to handle it differently than, hey, we drafted this guy or we signed this guy to a long-term deal and now he's just coming to the end of that rookie contract or now he's just coming to the end of that free agent deal that we had signed him to. No, no, no. You had to give up valuable assets to acquire him, so you do need to handle this thing differently. This is different. This is different because, of, because you acquired him. And so when Kyrie Irving has this press conference on Monday or Tuesday of this week and he answers questions about his current contract situation, I look at it and go, okay, Kyrie Irving is also handling this thing like a business, which he should, which he should. And you might be asking, well, what did he say? If you don't know what Kyrie Irving said by now, then, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what you've been paying attention to. But I have the audio for you. Here is Kyrie Irving. Answering a question about his contract situation earlier this week. You are eligible for an extension this summer. Um, I'm just wondering, does your injury change at all how you look at that, even though you no. have to put some money on the table? No. No. Contractually or financially, it just wouldn't make any sense. There's Kyrie Irving. He says, contractually, financially, it just doesn't make any sense to sign an extension right now. And he says that because... Like I just mentioned a couple times, and like everybody on social media wants to mention to you, he can make more money by signing an extension next year. Okay, we get it. And you know what? Kyrie Irving says it. It's a smart answer. It's a smart move. Kyrie Irving is a smart dude. He seems like he makes very calculated decisions, which, again, makes him more than just an elite NBA point guard and makes him a businessman. And that's fine. You know, all power to him. In fact, he should be handling it this way. He should wait until next summer to sign an extension with the Celtics. He should. But but he comes out and says it. He says, you know what? Contractually, financially, 
It just doesn't make any sense. Here's Kyrie. Here's the rest of Kyrie Irving. Well, my hope is that uh, maybe we could limit it to maybe one question a day about what I'm doing next year. So, I mean, that's my hope. But uh, obviously, I can't necessarily control that. So, um, but I think that um, you guys can feel my attitude is, is really just redemption next year. Um, really integrating myself with our team again and really focus on winning a championship. That's the only thing I'm really worried about. Until I get to that point, then I can't really, you know, clearly, concise any answer any questions. You know, so I'm pretty sure management and I will have a talk. Um, but that talk won't happen now. Gary, if you go into next year and you're on a one-year deal, essentially, do you think that'll affect the team or you adversely at all? Um, it's, I, I, for me, I, I think it's unfair in terms of putting responsibility and also putting that communication with other guys. Um, you know, and the focus is just is solely on winning a championship next year. So I don't, I don't think it'll necessarily have an effect. I'm doing my best to kind of deflect all that and focus on what's in front of us. All right, and and. Look, I get it. He's focused on winning the championship next year. I get it. And he's smart to wait until next year to, to talk about an extension. But he mentioned he doesn't even want to talk about the extension with the team. They're not even going to have a conversation. They're not going to have a negotiation. There's no, there are going to be no talks. Because as he said, contractually and financially, it just doesn't make any sense. Which again, I'm, you know, I'm agreeing with these Celtic social media assassins who continue to you know, force it down our throat that... that Irving is just playing this thing smart. I agree with you. He is, and he should. Because Kyrie Irving is a businessman, and he's a smart dude. But you know who else is a businessman and a smart dude? Danny Ainge. He is. And Danny Ainge is focused on winning a championship next year as well. But Danny Ainge also needs to be focused on, you know, we talk about assets all the time. Danny Ainge gave up assets to get Kyrie Irving. And he is not, he is not going to lose Kyrie Irving for nothing. And if Kyrie Irving has just closed the door on any conversation or negotiation on a contract extension this summer, as, as much sense as it might make for him to wait until next summer, if he is going to do that and, and play this thing the smart way and play this thing like a businessman, then so does Danny Ainge. So does Danny Ainge. Because, as I wrote in my column for the Boston Metro, Danny Ainge doesn't owe Kyrie Irving anything. Just as much as Kyrie Irving doesn't owe anything to the Celtics. He doesn't. They don't owe anything to each other. But that may be from Kyrie Irving. You know, if Kyrie Irving doesn't owe anything to the Celtics, from the Celtics' perspective, from Danny Ainge's perspective, that is a scary thing. Let's go back to the trade. Kyrie Irving... He didn't go to the Cleveland Cavaliers and say, trade me to the Celtics. I want to play with the Boston Celtics. I want to win a title with the Celtics, and I want to stay there until my mid to late 30s and be a legend at the TD Garden. He didn't say that to the Cavaliers. He said, I want out of here. Now, you could spend time trying to wonder why he wanted out of Cleveland. That doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. Doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. What does have to do with this conversation is that we need to acknowledge Irving didn't say to the Cavs, I want to go to Boston. He said, I want out of Cleveland. And he gave the Cavaliers a list last summer of four teams that he wanted to play for. You know who those four teams were? The Spurs, the Heat, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves. I don't know why, but those are the teams. 
Spurs, Heat, Knicks, Timberwolves. Those were the, that was the list that Kyrie Irving gave the Cavaliers. And the Celtics were not on that list. They weren't. He, I don't know if he said to Cleveland, I'm not going to Boston, but he gave him a list. And those are the four teams. Spurs, Heat, Knicks, Timberwolves. So, let's not act like, you know, Kyrie Irving owes anything to the Celtics. One. And two, let's not act like the Celtics owe anything to Kyrie Irving. Much like Danny Ainge didn't feel he owed anything to Isaiah Thomas. I mean, <laughs> that, was a, that was a cold move. I told you it was the right one based on the circumstance and the trade that was in front of you. It's this trade you had to make if you're Danny Ainge acquiring Kyrie Irving. But, but Danny Ainge obviously, obviously didn't feel like he owed anything to Isaiah Thomas. So why should he feel like he, he owes anything to Kyrie Irving? He doesn't. He won't. Much like Kyrie Irving doesn't owe anything to the Celtics. Irving wanted out of Cleveland. The four teams he originally gave the Cavs were Spurs, Heat, Knicks, Timberwolves. Didn't give him the Celtics. Now, when the trade was down, you know, it was made. What was Irving going to do? Say no? He's getting out of Cleveland. And he was going to a situation where, you know, you had a good coach. Um, you know, you had a team that had some, some nice pieces. You could potentially see Cleveland in the East Finals. And, you know, it's a good challenge to take on. Irving comes to the Celtics. We know how the season finished. It didn't fin- finish well for him on the sideline with the multiple knee surgeries. We talked about that. But, you know, Irving, this idea that Irving, it's guaranteed he is going to sign the extension with the Celtics next offseason just because he is being smart about it. The idea that it's guaranteed he's signing with the Celtics next offseason to me is absurd. That's not guaranteed. That's not guaranteed at all. And Danny Ainge knows that. So... You know, I'm I'm a little confused by the people who keep yelling and screaming about how it's so smart for Kyrie. You know, oh, the headlines are wrong. Are the headlines wrong? Kyrie said what he said. We agree with him. He's he's making the smart play. I get it. I I can't I can't agree with you people more. But where I think we disagree, where I'm disagreeing with a lot of people, is okay. Yeah, he's making the smart play. But but. There are two parties involved here. There's Kyrie Irving, and then there's the guy in Danny Ainge who gave up a decent amount to acquire Kyrie Irving, not for just two seasons, and not for just one season where he gets hurt and misses the rest of the year and misses the playoffs, in which you could have used him in Game 7 of the East Finals, and and then just one other season where all year long you're wondering if he's going to opt out the following summer, you didn't didn't acquire Kyrie for that. You certainly didn't acquire Kyrie for any type of game right now. You didn't. I'm I'm telling you right now, you didn't. I don't know what's being said behind the scenes. I don't know. Does Kyrie Irving and Danny Ainge, do they have a handshake agreement? It doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it. Um, And what's a hand? I mean, what is a handshake agreement worth? It's worth nothing. You know, the thing that we've learned in this league is, and we learned it really with the Isaiah Thomas thing. I mean, we know how the players feel. The players feel like the teams can trade them whenever they want to whoever they want and send them to any situation they want. Right? They know the teams can do that to them. So 
So they've expressed, very recently they've expressed it, that they can also make that move. They can also go where they want, when they want, if they have the opportunity. They don't owe anything to anybody. But it go, but that goes both ways. That goes both ways. And this guarantee, you know, people guaranteeing, people taking the Kyrie Irving thing and comment about the contract and saying he's just being a businessman and he's being a smart business businessman. I get it. I agree. But people taking that and then using it to guarantee that Irving will sign an extension with the Celtics next offseason, I think are living in, living in a dream world. Because I mentioned there are two parties involved, Kyrie Irving and the Celtics. How do we know there's not a third? And, and I say a third party, meaning how do we know that Kyrie Irving isn't sit, sitting there at that press conference earlier this week going to himself, not publicly, but thinking to himself, <laughs> I, am gonna, I am opting out next year and I am going to the Knicks because that's really where I want to go. That's one of the teams I put on my list originally last summer to, to, and I gave it to Cleveland. I want to go to the Knicks. You know, I, I grew up uh, playing high school ball in Jersey. You know, this I went to school. I mean, I, I that's my area. I, I'm going to the Knicks. I want to go to the Knicks. W- like, what is stopping Kyrie Irving from doing that next summer? Uh, right? Well, you, you tell me what's stopping him from doing that. And I know people say, well, he wants to win. He wants to win. If if Kyrie Irving, if that is the that if that's the measuring stick for him, like if that's number one, he wants to win, he wants to win a championship. Why didn't he stay in Cleveland? <laughs> like, why didn't he keep playing with LeBron James? And don't tell me he hates LeBron James. <laughs> Look at how they hug and give each other their secret little personal handshake after games that they've played against each other this past season. Don't tell me they hate each other. I'm sorry, they don't. They don't hate each other. You know, Irving, if he wanted to, if the number one goal, if he writes a list, like, here's where I want to go and here's why I want to go there, and the number one reason to wanting to go to certain places, the number one reason was winning championships, wouldn't he be in Cleveland? Wouldn't he be, why would you remove yourself Under this day and age where Golden State is dominating, why would you remove yourself from being partnered with LeBron James? To answer me that question. Oh, he doesn't like LeBron? Again, doesn't look like that. I mean, that gives him the best chance to win. And I know he got hurt this year and and whatever, but but he didn't know he was going to get hurt when when he demanded the trade out of Cleveland last summer. So I question if... Winning championships is actually the number one thing on his list when he is going to pick his next team or he is going to pick his next contract, which could end after this coming season. And if his contract could end after this coming season, Danny Ainge has to play the same exact game that Kyrie Irving is playing, which is, it's a business, and I don't owe you anything. Right? And if Danny Ainge is going to play that game, which I think he has to play, because he did give up assets to bring in Kyrie Irving, and he didn't give up those assets to just borrow him for a year or two. If Ainge's going to play that game, the you know, be a businessman, which I think he has to, then he needs to know what also is out there this offseason. And it just so happens to be that there is a guy by the name of LeBron James who is out there and available this offseason.
because LeBron James ain't going back to Cleveland. He is not opting back in to that contract. If he does, I'll be shocked. And according to Stephen A. Smith, LeBron James will have a conversation with the Celtics. He wants to, and I think he should. And I told you on a podcast last week, if LeBron James wants to even the playing field, as we heard Antoine Walker say a couple weeks ago, and I don't think that's a stupid comment, if LeBron wants to even the playing field with Golden State, then there are a couple teams that make sense for him to go. One is Houston. Two is Philly. And three is the Celtics. Those should be his finalists. I know people throwing out San Antonio wants to get in the mix, but eh, you know, the Kawhi Leonard situation is weird with, right? That's a weird situation. Uh, is all, you know, they, I don't know. They're just San Antonio. I don't, look, I think LeBron, I think he should stay in the East. And I think LeBron's a smart dude. I think he will stay in the East. So you want an hour down to the East? What, you going to Philly? Or you going to Celtics? I mean, I think the Celtics have a very realistic shot of landing LeBron James. I do. But they got to make another move. And I told you, in a perfect world, the world that I actually think Kyrie and LeBron don't hate each other, you know, in a perfect world, I wouldn't get rid of Kyrie. I would move someone like Gordon Haywood. You could talk me into moving Al Horford and another player or two if it meant bringing in LeBron James. You could. Because it's about even in that playing field, not just for LeBron James, but also for the Celtics. So LeBron James, is he's available. Danny Ainge knows that. And what I'm telling you is, you have to kick the tires on LeBron James if you're the Celtics. You do. Even more so, now that you got Kyrie Irving at a press conference talking about how contractually, financially, eh, it doesn't make sense for me to even discuss a contract extension right now. I'll wait till next summer. Again, do I keep ha- do I keep having to tell you that I agree with his mindset from a business perspective and a money perspective? I'd be doing the same thing if I'm Kyrie Irving. But if I'm the Celtics, you got to treat it like a business too. And if you're treating it like a business, Kyrie Irving is is not somebody that is guaranteed to even sign with you next summer. For all we know, in Kyrie Irving's head, he's going the next next summer. What's stopping him from doing that? Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me what's stopping Kyrie from going to the next next summer. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing stop, stopping him from doing that. So, and, and you could say, well, Nick's not going to win. Why would Kyrie do that? Nick's don't want to win. I, I mean, if, if you think about maybe why did Kyrie leave Cleveland, he could have won it. He had a couple more chances to win in Cleveland. And why, what's going on there? Why, why would he leave Cleveland? Is it about the contract? Is it about how he wants that max deal? Is it about how maybe he felt like he wouldn't be able to get that if he played with LeBron? There might be a risk factor there that he wouldn't be a number one guy and then might not end up getting paid like a number one guy. So we wanted to get, get away from LeBron. And, you know, I don't, I don't again, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll ever really get to know the reasoning behind that, but but there's something. He wanted out of Cleveland. It's just you can't guarantee me just because he got a taste of the Celtics. That's great, and it's it was a great move the Celtics made, but you can't guarantee me Kyrie Irving's mindset is of the, 
Well, I got a taste of the Celtics. I love it here. I'm going to I'm gonna sign the extension with the Celtics next summer. You can't guarantee me he does that. Because for all we know, he's been wanting to go to the Knicks for three years. And he'll have an opportunity to do it next year while getting a max contract as a free agent. And the, the move out of Cleveland, well, it took away the risk of him proving himself to be a number one guy. And he is set on this coming season with the Celtics proving that, you know, he's going to try to win a championship with this group. But that doesn't, even if he wins a championship with this group, based on things that we've seen with and heard from Kyrie Irving, I don't think there's any guarantee that he stays with the Celtics after this coming season. And if that is, if that's a risk for the Celtics, you're not losing him for nothing. You enter, if, if, look, what I'm telling you is this. Irving is a smart guy. We know that. We're seeing that right now. But I'm telling you, so is Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge, if he thinks that Irving is going to the Knicks next offseason, do not rule out random Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, picking up your phone, seeing breaking news, Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Knicks in a three-team deal. Celtics, Knicks, Cavaliers with LeBron James going to Boston. Don't rule that out. I'm telling you right now, do not rule that out. Because that would be Danny Ainge really acting like the Danny Ainge that we've come to know, which is unexpected moves, doesn't feel like he owes anybody anything, and he's doing what's in the organization's best interest to win, not just this year, but also in future years. And if you are questioning Kyrie Irving's commitment to the Celtics, just a little bit right now, if you're Danny Ainge, you have to be out picking up the phone making calls. You have to. You have to. And if I know Danny Ainge based on some of the moves he's made already, he is. He is. He is. Until it's signed on that dotted line, there is nothing there. There is nothing there. Celtics didn't draft Irving. Uh, Irving, uh, the Celtics were not on Irving's list of teams that he wanted to get traded to from Cleveland. Celtics made that move. Irving didn't make that decision. Celtics made that decision to bring Irving in. Irving doesn't have to stay here. He doesn't have to sign an extension right now because that doesn't make sense financially. I get it. I'm with him. And I'm with you, who is saying that Irving's just being smart. He is being smart. He is. But the Celtics can't be stupid. Celtics can't see that and then be stupid. And stupid would be sitting back, seeing the Kyrie Irving press conference, seeing his mindset, he doesn't want to talk about an extension, sitting back, nodding your head in approval, going, eh, yeah, you know what, we're good. We'll, we'll go after a championship next year. No, 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 no. Because you could go after a championship with LeBron James under a max free agent contract. I mean, essentially, Kyrie Irving is now pulling a LeBron James on the Celtics, is he not? Well, you know, I got one year left, and then we'll talk next summer. How's that any different from what LeBron James has been doing with Cleveland? How's it different? How is it different? You tell me. And I get it. The Celtics social media assassins, they're going to come at me and say, well, why wouldn't Kyrie want to stay? I don't know. Maybe he wants to go to the Knicks. Maybe you can't talk him out of that. Right? Maybe that's just what he wants to do. <laughs> there's, there's no way you can stop him. There's no way you can stop him if that's what he wants to do. 
And if you're the Celtics, you need to plan accordingly. And and not by saying, oh, next summer be sitting, you know, sitting back, missing out, you missed out on LeBron. Irving opts out and signs with the Knicks. Well, you still got Haywood and, and Horford. Right? I mean, really? Oh, you still got Rozier. Let's see Rozier. Get, you know, let's see more out of him. I, I think you should trade Rozier because I think the trade value is as high as it's going to go with him, with that kid. But, you know, the Celtics, if they're going to lose Kyrie, and I know there's no guarantee you lose him. I get that. But there's no guarantee you keep him. And if there's a risk that you do lose him, you can't lose him for nothing and then also miss out on LeBron this summer. You can't do that. I'm sorry you can't. You can't. So, I'm just telling you, this offseason, you know, we were shocked last year, last offseason, when Kyrie Irving got traded to the Celtics. I don't, I wouldn't be, I actually wouldn't be shocked under Kyrie's current mindset. While I agree with him, I wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics say, guess what? You want to play it like a business? So we have to too. And if we can get LeBron and it's a three-team deal to match salaries, to send you to the Knicks, because we think we might lose you to the Knicks in free agency next year, and we can get LeBron right now, and, you know, we still have draft picks to give Cleveland and the Cavaliers are like, basically, hey, we don't want to lose LeBron for nothing, so uh, we'll have him opt in and, and, and you know, we'll make the trade. Sort of a sign and trade. You know, it, 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 that to me would be something that I wouldn't be shocked with at this stage because Danny Ainge to me, Danny Ainge strikes me as a guy right now that has been having conversations the last couple of days with the Knicks and the Cavs and LeBron. Like, like, I mean, the first thing you do is you talk to LeBron, right? The second thing you do is you talk to the Knicks. And Cleveland comes last. Because it, then you get, well, if you think that LeBron would commit to the Celtics, if, if you got that, and you tell him, here's my plan, and then you have a trade with the Knicks, and you say, yeah, but we got to wear Cleveland in, let's talk, then you have LeBron and Danny Ainge, you know, you get on, you get on a three-way call with, with, with Dan Gilbert, and you say, listen, LeBron's leaving? Or you you, or we can give you a pretty damn good draft pick, and you can get a couple of players out of it as well. You know, I, the Knicks have a couple of players that are making some money that obviously are not named Porzingis that you could send to the Cavaliers. You know, and say the only way you're getting these picks from us is if you accept those players and we match that salary and you do the sign and trade with LeBron, and it's a three team deal where Kyrie goes to the Knicks and the Celtics get LeBron James. I mean. I wouldn't be shocked if something like that happens. I think something like that is more realistic than the Celtics acquiring Kawhi Leonard. Like, if you're the Spurs, you know, if you're the Spurs, you're in a situation where you're asking for Tatum, right? I mean, you're not giving up Tatum if you're the Celtics. It's not happening. He's untouchable. Kyrie Irving, what I'm trying to tell you, based on his contract and based on what you gave up to acquire him, Kyrie Irving is not untouchable. In fact, after that press conference the other day, Kyrie Irving just became 
even less untouchable. Right? It's just even less untouchable right now. So, I'm, I'm just telling you that right now, the conversation with Kyrie has to do with money, has to do with contracts, has to do with the business side of things. And if, if that's where we're going with this story, and if that's where Kyrie Irving is going to be focused, and you know, Kyrie comes out and says, oh, I, I don't want this to be a thing. Like, if I could limit this to one question about next year's contract extension, uh, if I could limit that to one question a day, that would be nice. Like, hey, listen, buddy, you're the one telling us you're going to wait until next year. And, and I mean, there's no guarantee it's again, it's different because the Celtics just traded for him, right? You trade for a guy, you're taking a risk. Celtics, they took a risk, not because they didn't get a good player. They got a great player. But you take a risk by saying, all right, we're trading a, a good amount of stuff here for a piece that we're risking losing in free agency. And when that risk is there, I think whether you're an organization or a fan of the team or somebody from the city, you're looking at that guy they acquired saying, okay, and you're waiting for the news on the extension and the new contract. And, okay, the Celtics traded for you. Do you want to be here? Like, you're waiting for that commitment to the team long term. And until that comes, hey, I'm all, I'm good. You got to ask the question. The question's going to be asked, and they should be asked. Right? I'm just fine with him being asked questions about next year. He doesn't want it. But, I mean, you know, I I think Kyrie Irving is, and that's why I question it. Like, by him really not even understanding it, I'm like, eh, how do you not understand this? How do you not understand that you're going to be asked these questions? Right? And I go back, and I go back to that list, and the Celtics weren't on it, and I saw the Knicks, and he can opt out. I'm... There's some, there is, I'm telling you right now, I just have this feeling about Kyrie Irving watching that press conference, listening to him speak, where I'm like, this is a smart dude. He makes calculated decisions, and it's not a bad strategy as a businessman, especially if your contract's about to come to an end. You know, there's no guarantee he re-ups with the Celtics. I think the Celtics know that. And you hear people like Mike Gorman, voice of the Celtics, where, you know, he says anybody could, Danny Ainge could move anybody this offseason. you got some other people coming out saying that. It just, it feels like there's something there with Kyrie getting moved this offseason. It does. It's just to me. Maybe this is just my opinion. I, I don't, I don't feel like Kyrie feels like he owes anything to Danny Ainge. And, and and from a Celtics perspective, that can be a scary thing based on how much you gave up to acquire him. And also based on what could be available to you this offseason in the form of LeBron James. Right? You can't lose Kyrie to the Knicks in free agency next year and lose out on LeBron James right now. You got to at least get something for Kyrie or acquire LeBron James or both combined which seems to be the more realistic thing. And I know some people will say LeBron James to the Celtics is unrealistic. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Especially if Kyrie is not going to commit to the Seas. I mean, he doesn't want to have a conversation about it. Doesn't want to go doesn't want to negotiate. Keep an eye on it.
I will. I will. And keep an eye on a three-way trade. Knicks, Cavaliers, Celtics. Keep an eye on that one. I am telling you right now. Would I prefer Kyrie stay? Would I prefer that Kyrie, you know, wants to be a Celtic long-term? Yeah, but we don't know that he wants to be. That's the biggest problem. It's the biggest problem. And as smart a dude as Kyrie Irving is, Danny Ainge is even smarter. And uh, Danny Ainge has already shocked us once. Maybe he'll shock us twice. But I'm to the point where I don't even think Kyrie Irving being traded would be a shock. Based on all the things I just laid out for you. And there's just something that I sense with Kyrie that not only is he, and this is my opinion, but not only is he hesitant to sign an extension now because he can make more next year, and that's a smart decision, sure, but I just feel like there's something else like he's not going to sign an extension with the Celtics at all. Because he wants to be a Nick. That, that, that is kind of, he wants to play in New York. He wants to play for the New York Knicks. That's kind of my feel. I don't know that you could talk me out of that until he signs on the dotted line with the Celtics. And I guess I just wonder what Danny Ainge is thinking of it all. And I wonder what type of phone calls Danny Ainge is making. But keep an eye on the Knicks. And the Cavs. And a three-way trade with the Celtics. Because I don't think something like that is unrealistic. I don't. But I had to react to the Kyrie Irving stuff. um, Because people keep trying to tell me, Oh, he's saying, uh, you know, he's he's just being a smart negotiator. Like He's going to get more money next year. I get it. I get it. I get it. We know. Stop reminding us. Let's try to move on. Until there is some type of news. So, um, like I said, Patriots... You know, OTAs, rest of the OTAs canceled. I don't think there's much to see there. Brady and Gronk weren't going anyways. There was another report that say the Patriots were talking about a Gronk trade right before the draft. I mean, you heard that on this show. Gronk held that stupid Monster Energy Motocross press conference at Gillette while he was no-showing at voluntary team workouts, right? He walks into their building, he slaps them in their face, he tells everybody in the Patriots organization to go fuck themselves. Meanwhile, he's still under contract. Couple days later, Rob Gronkowski sends out an Instagram and a tweet that says, I am committed, fully committed. I met with Bill Belichick and I am fully committed to the upcoming season as a Patriot. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. And the report was that he met with Bill, met with Belichick. And what did I tell you? I said, that was also right before the draft. I said, Belichick saw the Monster Energy press conference. He knew the draft was coming up. He saw someone like Baker Mayfield, and he went to Gronk. He met with him, and he said, listen, are you in or out? Because if you're out, we're trading you. Tell me right now, though. I have to know right now. We're not playing this game anymore. And you know what? He might have threw a couple trades on the table at Gronk right there. He said, hey, I got a trade for you right now to Cleveland. You want to have fun? You don't have fun here. We get it. I, I follow you on Instagram under a, an anonymous account. I get it. You don't have fun. But here's a trade that I have worked out. I already talked to them with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, you can have plenty of fun down there. You can do what you want. They're going to let you do whatever you want. Do you want to do that? Well, how about this other deal? Uh, you know, we could, we could send you to Tennessee. 
Uh, San Fran, that's a, an organization. I, that, you know, we just traded him Jimmy G. You want to catch passes from Jimmy G? You want to go to San Fran? It's up to you. What do you, what do you want to do? Because we're going to be in the Super Bowl next year. You can go to San Fran, Tennessee. There's no guarantee you go to the Super Bowl. What do you want to do, Gronk? Because we have deals ready to go. And, um, you know, I told you that's what happened. Reports coming out now, like, oh, Belichick going to trade Gronk. No shit. No shit. I, I, I think Gronk was probably like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'll play. But, but here's what we want. You know, then Rosenhaus gets involved. Here's what we want. Hey, Patriots are going to make that happen. I told you. They're going to have a new contract for him. I'm telling you it's going to happen. I told you that then. I tell you now. But these reports that they were talking to teams about trading Gronk, I'm not shocked about that. That doesn't mean they were ever really going to do it, but they used it as a threat, and the threat worked because Gronk has committed to the season before he even signed the new deal. Did he talk to Belichick and say, hey, let's talk contract? Belichick Price said, sure, fine, let's do it. But enough of the bullshit. You're either committing or you're not. You're either committing or we're going to agree to one of these three trades that we've talked to. And Gronk says, I'm committing. Sends out the social media posts. Here we are. So I'm not, I, I told you about the Gronk stuff a while ago. You know, anything that you read now, it's going to be people taking common sense. And, and yeah, they got some details with it. But what are those details worth now? I, I think it, it, we all know. We all know. We all know. So, um, Whatever happens with the Patriots moving forward, I will react to it. And one last thing, uh, there was some breaking news last night on Wednesday night. We are going to see, and I didn't think we were going to see this, at least not this soon, Canelo Golovkin 2. It's going to be September 15th, two days shy of a full calendar year. We saw them fight last September. What was it? September 17th. Uh, That resulted in a draw, a very controversial draw. Golovkin's the champ. You got to beat the champ. Uh, I I thought there was, what, there was one judge that just fucked the whole thing up. I thought Golovkin should have won that fight. It was close, but he should have won. They're going to fight again. You know, Canelo got the, he tested positive for a PED. They blamed it on contaminated meats. Golovkin's camp said, yeah, okay, sounds good. And... You know, I didn't, I, they scrapped the fight that was supposed to be on Cinco de Mayo. I didn't think they were going to fight. I, I really didn't. And here we are now, breaking news. Canelo Golovkin 2, September 15th. Can't wait. Can't wait. So, uh, anything else that happens in the fight game, I'll also react to it on this very show. But, uh, wrapping it up, have a great weekend, everybody. Just a reminder. I will be releasing episode 5 of 363 off the air on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. That'll be released either tonight or tomorrow on Friday. And then early next week, I am launching a brand new show, a brand new series to go along with my other new series. Uh, but it is somewhat different. It's connected a little bit. You'll see in episode 5. We got a pretty good cameo, too, for episode 5, a professional athlete. So make sure you pay attention to that. And then a new show launching early next week on my YouTube channel. So a lot of exciting stuff coming up around the corner. Pay attention, subscribe, follow, get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast One, literally anywhere podcasts are available. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard, Facebook, 
all forms of social media. It's getting hot in this studio, and uh, I can't take it anymore, so I got to go. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Talk to you again on Monday.